Hey there, and welcome back to the fourth, yes, fourth edition of the What's What podcast. You know, Alex, maybe one day I'll stop including the number. No, please don't. I dig it. Like, I'm, I'm going to want to know when it's the 132nd edition, truly. And given the latest news on the successful landing of the SpaceX Starship, hope you all saw that, maybe the 1,132nd episode will be broadcast from, say, Mars. Uh, you know, let's be clear. As long as it takes to get to Mars, I'll be like 144, maybe 244 by the time that happens. So uh, I'm not so sure that's something I want to aspire to. Yeah, well, <laughs> I maybe not, but I do enjoy watching two billionaires quarrel on Twitter about who is more insecure. <laughs> I know, right? That's so crazy. Anyway, um, well, there you have it. This is the fourth, and apparently, according to Alex, soon to be the 1,132nd time we are bringing you the weekly take on the trends you need to know in the world of retail and consumer goods. And of course, introducing my partners in podcasting and crime, Alex Drinker. Hello. Hello. And joining us this week, Celeste Richardson, who is stepping in for JR, who, let's be honest, is probably busy cleaning spit up at this very moment. Oh, so very true. Hello, everyone. I am sure JR is loving every minute of his newborn bundle of joy, even those messy ones that you were talking about, Matt. Uh, mm -hmm. But hey, you know what they say about babies? They need a little bit of background noise when they fall asleep. And so maybe JR should swap out the white noise sound machine and try to see if his baby will fall asleep to the What's What podcast. Are you saying we're boring? Hello. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. I'm new here. A nicer way to say it is that the podcast is soothing. Very soothing. <laughs> nice recovery, Celeste. Good try. <laughs> and since you know what, since you are on a roll, good or bad, we're not sure yet. Um, why don't you kick us off this week with the trends? Uh, gladly. So the first topic is on returns. And let me tell you, this has become a really big problem for retailers and big doesn't even summarize it well. It's an enormous problem. Yeah. Or you could say it's ginormous. Uh, mm. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Uh -huh. So for every 1 billion in sales, the average retailer receives around $106 million in merchandise returns. And that has led to a staggering $428 billion in returns over the last year. Yikes. Yeah, yikes is right. So look, uh, you know, retailers have been trained that fast and cheap returns are the way to win customer loyalty. And in a lot of respects, that's been true. But on top of that, the surge in digital has led to returns that are piling up to the point where some retailers are just saying, keep them and we'll refund you anyway. You know, like in theory, I kind of love that idea, but <laughs> I realize I have enough of a hoarding problem without keeping things I don't want. Yeah, I hear you. And just wait until like the next home edit cleanse and then you'll find all of that stuff that you never wanted. But <laughs> <laughs> so there's this effort now to help customers get it right the first time around. Because consumers are starting to have an awakening, 71% of Americans are saying that they're concerned for the environment and 28% say it's impacting their buying decisions. And those numbers are even higher for Gen Zers. This is now leading to all new imperatives for brands and retailers to increase their consumer awareness to the damaging effects of returns on the environment. And let's face it, their margins are hurting too. So it's really pushing them to invest in better technology to help customers make the right choices up front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been noticing a lot of companies are investing in things like virtual fitting rooms or better product detail pages, updated videos, really anything to make sure the product that customers get is what they expected to get when they ordered it. 
novel. I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So on top of that, and, and, you know, good news, Nike, Lululemon, REI, they have all announced circular re-commerce efforts to sell returns as well as gently use merchandise. Isn't that great? It is great. And it goes right back to our discussion about re-commerce from last week. Just a little FYI for all five of you who were listening last week to our podcast. Yeah. Well, speaking of returns, and thank you all five of you who did listen, let's move on to the next topic, which is fulfillment. Um, you know, the shipping and post-purchase experience is becoming an increasingly important component in the shopping journey. I think we probably all know that. Mm -hmm. um, but the surge in e-commerce during the pandemic, coupled with rising customer expectation, has led to a huge increase in last mile delivery volumes. Um, but as we have all experienced, that surge created capacity problems, a lot all of my late Amazon deliveries, especially those for those third-party logistic companies like DHL, FedEx, and UPS. Okay, so fun fact, both of you, nearly 80% of internet users say they shop at Amazon because it offers fast and often free delivery. Hello, Prime. And I would have to say, and I'd love your thoughts, that I would think that's clearly one of the major reasons Amazon dominates the online shopping market. Yeah, of well, course. For sure. But I will meet your fun fact and raise you a entirely random stat, which is I just read <laughs> that 80% of all global internet users have a YouTube account. My mind was blown and marketers, mm -hmm. I would say, take note of that. Um, so sorry to derail, just couldn't help myself. Wait, what, what were we <laughs> and talking you did. about? And you did. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't uh, know. Oh, we were talking about fulfillment, you guys. So speaking of fulfillment, the pressure is really on for retailers not named to Amazon who want to compete for that digital shopper. All of the big retailers have recently announced new plans to increase speed and efficiency in the last mile, and I'd expect to see other retailers follow suit. And not to be left out, CG companies aren't immune to the, these challenges that everyone has experienced in last mile. So for those ha that have ramped up their D2C, they have to be ready to compete with the big guys from a speed and cost standpoint. And as they partner with these retailers, they have to make sure that their own supply chain is ready for the pace at which these retailers are planning to move. Talk about a double whammy. I know. It's, oh my God, that reminds me of an old game show. Yeah. Anyway, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, stop. Sorry. Exactly. Thank you. I didn't think you're that old. But anyway, listen, with the whole skip the store, ship to store, adore mantra, inventory visibility has never been more critical for retailers and CG companies, right? And I also feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I can't even look at the news without seeing a story about how the global supply chain is still suffering the negative effects of COVID, yeah. right? So here's my thing. If you want to go down a rabbit hole, as I often like to do, look up why the global ketchup supply chain has been disrupted. Trust me, it's totally worth it. Hmm. Oh man, I am gonna give you something else that's worth it because some might say that ketchup producers should have predicted this, but hindsight is always 2020. No. Oh my no. gosh. Listen, here's the deal, Celeste, you and I are definitely going to be our own podcast co-hosts and we are, <laughs> we are jettisoning Alex into the new Mars space, yeah. whatever it's called. Uh, I think I deserve that one. But let's get on to the next topic before I drop any more bad puns on you. Um, so please tell me you guys have heard of the word digital or the fusion of physical and digital. And if you haven't heard it, well, then prepare yourselves to be fidgetized. Matt, would you care to enlighten the congregation? Well, yes, Alex, I would. Digital, uh, unlike fetch, is going to happen. Fidgetal marries both the online and offline by taking the best aspects from each space to create a much more complete and satisfying customer experience. 
So digital experiences can add value by enhancing physical experiences with information and also augmenting digital experiences with human connections or physical enhancements. So essentially, you're getting the best of both worlds. But the complexity is not only around the customer experience, but the logistics and supply chain agility needed to make that experience possible, as you can probably imagine, right? So digital really focuses on making the three eyes a reality. And what are those three eyes, you may ask? Um, immediacy, which is this idea of working to ensure things happen at the exact moment in time, like product and personalized promotions. Immersion, making sure that the user is part of the experience, a co-creator, if you will and interaction, the high touch needed to activate the more physical and emotional parts of the purchasing process. So there you have it, the three eyes: immediacy, immersion, and interaction. Holy bay, that sounds more stressful than the five Ds of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> oh my God, don't, Celeste, don't laugh at that. Um, first of all, Alex, you've now replaced puns with bad movie references, I see. You're welcome. Wait, can we get back to discussing fidgetal? You know what, Celeste, you are completely right. And we're very happy to have you here keep us on track. Yeah. So for CG companies, digital is equally as important because as they continue to flex their D2C muscles, the evolution of real-time analytics is transforming the PLM, which is product lifecycle management, FNR, forecasting and replenishment, inventory and merchandise management, transportation management, warehouse management, and all the things they need to deliver the goods. Just thinking about that list is making my brain hurt. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> but uh, speaking of logistics, a lot of CG companies and vertically integrated retailers that we talk to say that they're exploring new ways to deliver even faster to their customers. So Nike, for example, started a partnership with Zalando. And for our friends in America, Zalando is the number one fashion marketplace in Europe. And they're trialing same day fulfillment in Berlin by routing online orders to a local proxy Berlin store and then delivering it via a local courier network within two hours too. That's pretty amazing. Actually. Yeah, it really is. And you know, we've seen retailers here in the US offer this for select product categories and mainly essentials. But to see a global sportswear company deliver this fast is really setting the bar high. And you know, when I think about all this, all these trends together mean something. And that is if you execute them well, then your customer will stay with you. You know what, that is so true. And know what that also is an incredible segue into this next topic, which is it is time to spill the loyal tea. Did you see what I did there? Oh boy, your cleverness is astounding. We need to get better puns these days. That's right, keeping up with the kids. Anyway, I'll get back on track here. We are talking loyalty programs, right? And here's the thing. We are all familiar with how they work, whether it's spend-driven rewards, right? Right, or birthday coupons. Don't forget about those. Those are or, my faves. Or birthday coupons. Good to know. Did, did not know that. Um, or things like member-specific pricing. So retailers have been experimenting like mad scientists with loyalty programs for years, right? Trying to entice shoppers to come back time and time again. But here's the thing. Lately, they've been evolving. Yeah, well, ch -ch -ch changes. So we've had to change the way that we do everything. Oh Thanks, God. pandemic. I love that. Someone just says I'm caffeine. I love it. Um, yes, and that is absolutely true, Celeste. It is truly during the pandemic that customer expectations have really changed permanently, and those old tricks of the trade really aren't working anymore. So essentially, companies are thinking about how to modernize their loyalty strategies, and that really requires having everyone across the entire enterprise involved. 
because the impatient post-pandemic customer, so that five times fast, demands consistency, personalization, and benefits that matter in the moment. And of course, your birthday coupons. Oh, of course. You. And CPG companies are busier than ever too, looking for new ways to nurture their business relationships with channel partners and distributors, as well as establish direct-to-consumer relationships that may have been absent altogether. And the answer may just lie, funny enough, in a well-crafted B2B and D2C mm -hmm. loyalty program. Exactly. We could even go deeper, but we'll let you guys all grab your snorkel and dive into our deep dive on your own time. Yes, and we totally recommend that you do because loyalty is a huge, huge topic in both the CG and the retail industries. Well, we are at that point now where I want to thank you both for breaking down the trends that matter in a way that even I can understand. <laughs> and if our five listeners want to read more, here's what's in store for the rest of the week's issue. Don't miss our Goodreads section where we are highlighting how remote work is killing New York City storefronts, which is very sad how U.S. e-commerce sales growth is projected to continue in 2021, and a look at workers coming out on top in the battle over Macy's scan and pay app. And of course, as we want to end, as we always do, on the latest, shall we say this week, accessory craze that's been catching a lot of attention, even here within the hallowed walls of Salesforce. So Celeste, being our newest member, why don't you take it away? Yeah, well, I guarantee this is not what you thought we would be talking about today. But we are highlighting one of the hottest accessories in health and fashion. So let's talk about these ginormous motivational water bottles. <laughs> today went so far to pose the question, could they be the next designer bag? Oh, move what over. There's a new accessory <laughs> yeah. in town. <laughs> right? I mean, nothing says hydrate like a one gallon vessel that screams at you in a loving and motivational way. Of course, it has these time markers and motivational sayings like ready, set, drink to keep you guzzling H2O throughout the day. And honestly, these drugs are going to have you juggling your workday and bathroom breaks. But just <laughs> thinking of my glowing skin and increased energy levels makes it all worth it. I'm glad you're thinking of glowing skin. I personally am thinking about how much wine that thing would hold. Just saying. <laughs> Anyway, well, friends, we have reached the end of another edition of the What's What. Remember to follow us on Slack and join in, in the conversation. So until next week, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Celeste. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great week. Thanks, all. Thanks.